0: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block, Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you for another half an hour or so. Again, last show here in this building. We're moving downtown. Uh, come check us out down there tomorrow. Wave through the window. Say hi um, Strick, we we teased this at the end of uh, the crossover with the happy hour fellas. It's a big topic because we're still waiting for that, that snowflake to turn into that snowball, to turn into that avalanche in the realm of player payment. Mm-hmm. You know, name image likeness has really come to the forefront, but we knew that there was some smoke around Northwestern players trying to form a union of their own. Well, a northwestern ish school, maybe even smarter than northwestern dartmouth the men's basketball team specifically is seeking to unionize This is different whereas northwestern how i how I read it, how I understood it, was trying to start a union of its own uh, with its players and form its own thing. The Dartmouth men's basketball team has signed a petition and has applied to be members of a pre-existing union that's based out of Hartford new jersey if that goes through that is a huge step for student athletes uh, across sports
1: yeah i think and i think this is probably where you're going to see there's going to be a lot of blockage (laughs) let me just say they'll be trying to block this this from coming through and, and actually happening shout out to guys like you know um Oh gosh, who started it? Um, I play. He was my teammate too. Golly,
0: Ed Ed O'Bannon.
1: Ah, yep. Shout out to Ed O'Bannon, who you who really is the one that kind of started the spearheading of this NIL situation. But um, I think this would change change the landscape of college sports. Now I can understand why they're doing it. These these players are already paying. Uh, huge mm. amounts of of money to attend these Ivy League schools
0: that don't give out athletic scholarships. don't give out
1: scholarships. Like, look, they're not making a whole bunch of money up there, but they're still getting money from conferences and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So, help them, whatever way they can get that help. If that means unionize, I mean. So my my question then, Austin, is: Does this make them employees of the university? Does it's, this? Do they make them W2? do they what, what are their benefits and what are some of the problems that may exist out of, work, of working these kinks out? So it makes it difficult for me to kind of see it in my head because they're not really employees, but yet would it make them? I don't know. It's funny you bring that up
0: because to you know apply for unionization to be a member of this union, you have to put down an employer on your application or your petition. The Dartmouth men's basketball team said their employer was Dartmouth College slash the Dartmouth College Board of Trustees, claiming to be employees of the university the that? Board of Trustees. And they are, but they aren't.
1: That's what's going to depend on – see, this is the thing about the, the justice system. It's going to initially depend on which court it ends up in, what the judge um, – their interpretation of the law, and then it's going to go to an appellate because it's going to be appealed, and then it's going to depend on what that appellate, you know, um, group of judges, how they view this whole thing, because and then there
0: will be an appeal of the appeal,
1: and it'll keep going on up the chain. So this is a, This is a long time away. This is this is not anything that's going to be. Uh, rectified anytime soon in the next year or two it's 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 a long way off before we can really get into it but it's going to start there's going to be some precedents that are going to start to be um set and also challenged as far as some rules
0: I I'd love to know the full argument I can't wait to hear the the court filings and the motions here because the arguments that both sides choose will be very important, right? You have to choose your words extremely carefully and precisely when it comes to, to an issue like this, because this legitimately could reshape, and if it goes through, it would reshape mm-hmm. college athletics and how they function. It, it just does by its very nature. The, the relationship between school and athlete is what's under question. I don't say under attack necessarily right here, but definitely being called into question. Because no, the student athletes don't really work for the school. It's it's a unique relationship because you can't put it in. Because they're not on scholarship
1: either, so it's different. So you can't mm-hmm. say it's yeah. So what are they? They're like kind of stuck in the in this kind of voided zone. Yeah. For them,
0: right? They're in limbo. They're in between.
1: They're division one, they're not division two II or three. Mm-hmm. They're actually a division one university. So what's their standing?
0: Do they work for the university, the college, or do they work with it? Do they work with the university or do they work on behalf of? Or is it neither? Because do they sign up to represent and work under or for whatever the university or that program specifically?
1: Or can they even obtain NIL? Or that. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that they're – there's such a difference in what they are potentially as far as how they're viewed. So yeah, it's, it's, this is a, this is a crazy thing, but there's some smart kids or, I mean, whoever's working with them or on their behalf uh, they saw something. Maybe it's something that just really needed to be addressed. Maybe it's something to push these Ivy league schools to uh, giving or finding ways to get scholarships to these young men and women that happen to attend.
0: Academic scholarships are out there, I'm sure. Maybe not for all of them, but at least for some of them. Mm. But, yeah, I would love to know the Ivy League stance on that. It's still crazy to me that there aren't athletic scholarships if they're going to be playing in Division One, right? Like, it explains a lot of, you know, I think Yale's downfall from, from football prominence. How you look at Princeton as this big, mighty... Wait, not even big and mighty, this tiny, small underdog when it's this big, powerful, historic institution you know like these are ivy league schools they have a certain amount of you know clout behind their names that we typically give to athletic programs but they're on the academic side as powerful as they are academically as much money as in their endowments you think it would be better at sports but when these student athletes have to pay to go to college Mm -hmm. it makes them not want to go there if their goal is athletics
1: it kind of makes me feel as if they don't want athletics to thrive It's kind of like that, 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 this cliche word of good old boy network. Mm. Like, oh, no, we just, we just want to stay where we are. We want to stay in our lane. We don't want to really get into the athletic form of things and, and we just like what we like. We, we want to stay where we are. We're okay where we're at. Mm -hmm. Because I really would believe that if they had scholarships, you would probably get, some pretty good athletes that would want to go there because mm-hmm. they're also pretty academically, so what they end up doing is they end up deferring and they'll end up going to you know like uh uh Villanova or they'll end up going up to Stanford or they'll end up going to Georgetown or they'll end, you know what I mean, so they end up going to certain places still playing but just just deferring because they're not getting the scholarship that is being offered to them from these other schools. I'm a good athlete, but yeah, I'm still smart too. Mm-hmm. Like they're not weighing that balance. They're not, they're not, they're not taking that balance into account. No. You could be both. Cause you're considered a student athlete. Uh, Nebraska for some reason has one of the records for the most academic all Americans, but Notre Dame or places like this, Creighton, you know, schools that are actually very well, as far as their academia, but mm-hmm. kids don't want because you know, there's no scholarships available.
0: You talked about the student athletes being in limbo, you know, between employees or not. Where do they fall? But I think that's really college athletics in general, strike when you think about it, because I think traditionally, and I say traditional, I mean you know 1890s to like 1920s, it was very high schoolish, right? That attitude where you play for your school, you're there to to attend school, but also while you're at school, you play football, you play basketball. Whereas now, so many of these choices are made off of how can I become professional? And there's a lot of those professional elements creeping into college athletics where it's a good middle ground to occupy college sports being a higher quality product more often than not than high school but you can still tell they're learning they're young adults that are growing into their skills compared to professionals who are paid to do that it's their day job. But college athletics I think in a lot of ways has allowed itself to be pulled in both directions instead of just planting its flag in the middle picking the aspects of both sides that work for it, right? Because it makes sense that they would want to chase the professional level TV dollars. Yeah. But at the same time for student athlete welfare for for fans It'd be better if they went to more of the high school model where you play regionally. You have those games that you can drive to or it's a short flight, easy commute to. That's not what we're going to in the Big Ten. There is a middle ground for college sports to occupy. That's why I think we fall in love with it a lot of times. But instead of planting its flag in the middle and picking and choosing, college athletics has has allowed itself to be blown in the wind
1: multiple directions. Uh, I'll, I'll even say this for myself. When I was being recruited there was um being that my father was an officer in the air force uh, and uh so obviously the air force academy naval the academies reached out and i actually i actually was looking to be either a naval aviator or an air force aviator i, I mm-hmm. was i was excited about the potential of of doing that so i actually looked hard at the air force academy when i was being recruited i looked at them i looked at the naval academy but What what kind of deterred me was my athletic prowess and knowing like David Robinson that after my time uh, at the academy, I would have to go into service for a certain amount of years, which then would have ate into some of those good years prime. of prime my, my, my yeah, mm-hmm. my good years of my uh, professional career. Because you gotta remember back then in that time, yes, you had some rarities of high school players coming out, but in the majority of them were seniors.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: in those in those earlier parts of the days, you didn't really have many juniors coming out. You didn't have many freshmen and sophomores coming. You mostly were seniors by the time you came out. So I didn't want to waste that. So that's probably why you kind of find these little voids that kind of happen where people don't may not want to go to BYU, even though or Utah or wherever, because they know they have to go on a uh, on. Now some will because that's just that that you you got to go on a mission. Mm -hmm. So I I mean, those types of things kind of sometimes if you have professional, um, you know, thoughts of becoming a professional, those things can hinder you from the locations in which you attend. And I think if scholarships were available at some of these Ivy League schools, I think you would probably find more students would want to attend.
0: Do we know is that something that's like against the, the Ivy League bylaws? Is it a gentleman's agreement that they don't offer it? Because to me, if it's just a gentleman's agreement, yeah, you'd probably be throwing your standing with your peers you know, down the drain because they've been doing it the same way for
1: so long. I'm sure they get creative.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, the four for 40 kind of I'm setup? I'm sure they
1: get creative. They find creative ways to do it where it's not a scholarship, but, um, you know, some things have worked out. Right. I'm sure they find ways to do it, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody that's done it. I don't either. And that's where
0: I would be curious, too. Let, let's just say, let's pause it out. Hypothetically, one of the ways that they, they make it work, they make it even, is they give you an internship opportunity, Right is that a good thing to be putting out there as a, you come play for us. We give you this internship opportunity. Is that the right way to do it? Or does that take a spot away from a student who would be working toward it? Right. We can't, we can't treat those two groups differently. You know, yeah. you can't give it to an athlete just for being an athlete, but you can't withhold it from an athlete just because, Oh, he's an athlete. That's the only reason he's here.
1: Yeah. I'm sure there's probably ways because they're definitely interconnected and intertwined with a lot of big top, fortune 500 companies and there are probably ways to get them in being that they're not on scholarship. It affords them a means by which those internships can probably pay more than just your typical. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Your tip, I'm sure that there's way or, you know, with you finish, you finish at a certain tier or level of your uh, education and you probably have a job opportunity there um, afterwards. But then if you become a professional, then what? So it's like it's kind of crazy, right. right? I I don't know. It's 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 a weird dynamic, but it's one that won't be worked out anytime soon. It's going to take some time for this one to work its way out. Let's finish
0: with that. 5 years? Is that too long to have an answer? Is that about the right time frame?
1: Yeah, you're probably looking at 5 to 7. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just going to take time to get through those court systems. It's not going to be a high priority thing. It's going to be a lot of late, uh, what are they called, uh, lobbyists, so ah. to speak, that are going to try to kind of, hey, you know, let's, let's slow this process down. We got to put it on a docket, but let's slow it down. And then what ends up happening is, you know, how long is your pockets? <laughs> How, how long are you yeah. willing to wait this out? The kids are going to be gone by then. How much do you really care about this issue? You know, the next group that's coming, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's going to depend on just, can I wait you out? Is there still going to be pressure after a certain amount of time passes on? Or is it just this group? The next group don't give a doggone a flying, you know, freak, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Fascinating to monitor again, Dartmouth men's basketball seeking to unionize with an already existing union. Definitely something to follow. We'll be tracking it. Uh, maybe not as closely as we're tracking Nebraska North Northern Illinois, but maybe that's second on the docket. I don't know. <laughs> He's Strick. I'm Boston. This is on the block. We'll cross it over next.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun?